<laughs> a, oh, man. Uh, you guys are coming on the tail of a fantastic joke. Apparently, you can't say the word painkiller around this group of people without even well, like we talking don't about... Go- Mmm, painkillers. In our our best Homer Simpson. Yeah, because this group has been so affected by Porco's Tiki Lounge that the word painkiller now just brings up damages of drunken tomfoolery and deliciousness. I didn't see you there on my anniversary. I know, it was like one of those weird nights when I wasn't there. Uh, It it was just one of those nights where I came home and decided to hang out with my wife for a while. (laughs) Go figure. And it was like, speaking of painkiller, for our Mm -hmm. anniversary, Stefan, the most amazing host that he is. Oh my god, yeah. Bought us the big bucket sized uh chalice painkiller with two oh, really? straws in it. Oh my god. <laughs> as, an, as an anniversary present. He got you a team drink for your <laughs> well, anniversary. He did. And, and uh, he was actually kind because we we both had a couple other great tiki drinks and yeah. uh, so he made it a level one. Because happy anniversary, <laughs> let me get you fucked <laughs> up. Oh my god! He, he wanted to make sure we we're okay, even though we did eat the uh, what do they call the closing time nachos? Closing time nachos. Oh, yes, that's like shit. the the platter isn't that the full. best nachos you've ever had in your yeah. life? Yeah, I love the description of what's in it. Everything within reach in the kitchen, right? Yeah. And love. Yeah, there were yeah. pork rinds on the damn. Yes, thing. well, uh, yeah, you don't the pork know cracklings. Yeah, and yeah. you sometimes don't know want to know what's in reach oh. of Julius. Well, Marcus. Julius, <laughs> Ding. yeah, Ding. yeah. Seriously, but <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, between Julius, uh, Linus, and Jackie, they run the kitchen there, and like they br- when that food comes out, that's food that they would want to eat. Like it's so well done. The, the food is brilliant, and obviously the cocktails are insane. The so, food yeah. comes out faster than the drinks. Well, because it takes less time to well, make the food, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the closing time nachos, though, like, we tell everybody, if you're going to go to Porco and you want to know what to eat, make sure you get the closing time nachos. Because it's food for four people. Easily. Easily, yeah. And it's just truly, it's everything in the world you've ever thought could go on a nacho. I mean, it's chorizo. There's so much good food in that Menu item. Mm-hmm. Many different kinds of Ham's beans oil. and sauces. Oh my god, ham's oil. Yeah. Ham's oil. I mean, it yeah. seems like new every, every nacho had a different flavor. Yeah. Like, they're so good. There's like three, two or three cheeses even. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. there's even cheese whiz on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. no, that's the mystery orange sauce. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right, it's the mystery orange okay, sauce. Cheese whiz, they're whatever so you say. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are, man. So tonight's lineup, because I know everyone cares. Uh, <laughs> immediately to my left is. Johnny Chrome. Hola, everyone. How are you? And wearing shorts tonight at our balmy 49-degree ride over, we have Steve Hoffert. Hi, all. And wearing shorts, as usual. I'm wearing shorts, too. They're just under my jeans. Ah! Chris Smith is in attendance in bright, floral, blooming, neon safety green. <laughs> high-vis Chris. High-vis Chris. High-vis Chris. Smile when you say that. That's right. Yeah, he is high-vis. Helmet and jacket. Well done. Not high-vis. And Dustin Elliott, of course. Hello. That's and right. Chris is riding his actual Suzuki GS450. That and has I, for so many episodes sat not four feet from the from microphone. The it's very it's microphone. In attendance. So now just for the sake of the podcast listeners, now tonight you rode, it's a 1981? Hey! It's Shane! That's why I beat the horn when we went by your house. Suzuki's alive? Yes! It's alive! We were just talking about that! Oh my god! The Suzuki is alive. What kind of giant hose do you have over your shoulders, oh, sir? It's a gas razor. It's a donkey oh, dick is what it is. Holy oh, shit. God. What the What the hell is that for? I'm putting gas in the garage. Are you really? Yeah. And that's what oh, it takes. Nice. Yeah, well. It reminds me of a trip to Mexico. My oh. God. <laughs> I need a, tight, a tubing cutter. You certainly do to cut the 
No, wait a second. Because uh, you take your tubing, and you press it just presses right in. And this, oh, okay. So does that go onto an iron pipe? Is that the idea? No, this goes onto plastic pipe. The P-Tex or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I put the P-Tex out to mine, but my P-Tex wasn't gas rated. It was the white stuff for water. Yeah. So now I have a perfectly good water line to my garage. Well, the cool thing is, I had to buy 150 feet. I only need 40 feet. Oh, really? might be enough to make it to my garage. I can retrench my backyard. So you cut that business off, huh? Yeah, you push it in. It's like a shark bite? Yeah, pretty much. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that's pretty cool. Dotted line, even. It's cut on the dotted line. That's what every moil wishes for. It does look like a moil. Would you like the Would you like the whole check? No, just the tip. That's it. Wow. No so that's shite, what, man. So that's what gets like a, gas into your garage. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's he needs one of those. Shit, that's I, a hell of a hose you have there, sir. That's what, it's black too. It is. It is giant. To give you an idea, what Shane is holding in his hands, it's at least five feet long. Yes. It's it's wider than the it's girthier than the stuff of nightmares. Yes. And it does look like it came off of a stallion. This like a, is, are you familiar with horses? This right. end of it looks like a fucking wet line from a semi dump truck. It does look like it is. I mean, seriously it's that not screwing beefy around. of a yeah. crimped. When it comes to putting gas in well, your garage, they don't want any accidents. No, because that not. is clearly overbuilt. Yeah. Like, there's no way that you can say that that needed to be all of that. Yeah, it just... To just simply move natural gas. Yeah, it's just... How much that unit cost? That looks like 80 bucks. 75 bucks. Yeah, price is right. Ding, ding, ding. One for the garage, one for the house. Holy shit. I should have said 76. 150 feet of pipe was 40 bucks. My God, man. Yeah. Damn. So that's what I'm going to need to go. Because right now I just have black pipe in my basement. I was planning on going out the back, black pipe that feeds my dryer. Yeah. And just going straight through the wall, ghetto style, on like a 90. Yeah. Like a four foot riser, a 90, and then With drop right out the back like- wall. Yeah. And, well, because I got a girl hose. Well, I put that p stuff in there, but it yeah. turns out the p not for gas. No. 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 It's white. Yeah. I, well, I've got plenty extra. Okay, well, You're my God. Yeah. Will natural gas pipes freeze? If they're below the frost line, technically the frost line should be. Here, here's your information. Well, this is good. Well, yeah. people that listen to us in California yeah, have no oh, idea Jesus. what frost lines are. <laughs> yeah. How light, How deep do we need to go? 18 inches? I went 18 inches. 18 inches, all right. you're supposed to go 32 to 36. Jesus Christ. But That's I've done ridiculous. it by hand. It's taken me four days. I went and rented the big thing with the wheel on it with Did the teeth. and it, it was broken. Was I bought it. I rented Trench. it. And it didn't work from day one. Yeah. Because it was like the, the belt was slipping, clutch was slipping. It was horrible. It was just yeah. this basic metal on metal clutch thing. And it didn't work from the moment we got it. I had to take it all the way back to the rental place. And like told the guy, I was like... This doesn't work. And he's like, it works fine. I was like, I can stop it with my hand. (laughs) So if I can stop it with my hand, how is it supposed to dig 36 inches of shit? It's in the little freezer, dude. We have lining kugels, cranberry ginger shandy, and I got the first 12 dogs of Christmas. It's a flasky-sized... That stuff's delicious. You know what? It is my favorite... Christmas ale, because it's the old Christmas ale. That's not mine, but you're welcome to it. From Great Lakes, yeah. Yeah. Every year we have a party at work, and we're not allowed to have, the city's not allowed to buy alcohol. Right, because you work for the city, right? So, wastewater brings in scrap until we have enough scrap to pay for a keg. Right. We got 12 dogs at Christmas, a keg. You get a keg of 12 dogs? Yeah. 
Oh, that's a party right there. Yep, it's like two yeah, thirty it's, it's one. Like right how do you end up not killing each other? Oh, it's great. Oh, God, <laughs> no, no, that's how it's it kills great. people. Yeah, I, I buy five bottles of tequila and I force everybody yeah, to do a shot open on that side. Nice. So by the end of the night, Patrick. Well, honey, I didn't want to, but the fucking boss made me. Patrick went down last year. I was forced to drink tequila until I punched somebody. He, he went I've home, never I had that. Him, I tucked him in. Yeah. I thought he was safe. Yeah. I'd go over his house the next day. Are you talking looks about like Lloyd. Your... He fell down, broke his tooth off, no and way. he had a bull cut. So he looked exactly like Are you talking like about Lloyd. one of your employees? No, Patrick. Oh, I missed son. something. Okay. Oh. I didn't hear you Holy say shit. Patrick. I thought you were talking about your employees. I have never oh, tried shit. to mix Christmas ale I and tequila. that kind of boss. It seems like mixing Christmas ale and tequila is a lot like mixing matches and dynamite. It's yeah. a Mexican Christmas. You Mexican might, Christmas. You might as well throw some gin in there and start <laughs> fighting everybody. <laughs> oh my god. What, what about doing like a Mexican Christmas car bomb? Dropping Whoa. a shot of tequila into a, into a glass a, of... A big glass of Christmas, Christmas ale. ale. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Be, be close to your bed. Yeah. There used to be this place in Medina. Be close to the toilet or a bucket. There used to be this place in Medina called... Uh, I think it was called JoJo's. But they had this deal, this this bomb challenge. 18 bombs. What? If you do it, you get a t-shirt. <laughs> if you, you do it, you get... Warm? Yeah, you have one to pay... Night. You have to, you have you to get pick, a well, no, wait, broken wait, pancreas. Wait, 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 if you don't make it, you have to pay for them. If you make, if you make it, it, it's free and you but get But if you drink 18 car bombs, you're dead. No, no, not 18 car... All different kinds of bombs. Oh. In one night. That's a terrible In one idea. Night. The only thing that got that's me... That's like when and these 21-year-olds go out and try to have 21 shots at our 21st base. Yeah, all right. What's the one that's like... Uh, most bars call it a cement mixer. Yeah, but they, cement mixer, yeah. That one got me. It's a bloody oh, brain. Oh, it's the... Um, uh, Kahlua and... Uh, the Kahlua in the lime juice. Yeah, I forget what they call... They, they had a bomb name for it, but it's usually they call idea. it cement mixer. Cement mixer, yeah, because you're supposed just to drink like, it separately. Oh, uh, <laughs> that shot's a joke. Fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. The curly bomb. Well, they have the one, too, the brain... The brain, yeah, the bloody brain. Yeah, yeah bloody brain. Oh, they're all garbage. Yeah. It's because it curdles in your mouth. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of it's a good idea, The lime man. juice just oh. reacts and it... That's a terrible <laughs> idea. That's for people who don't know how to drink. That's for people who are still open to Wait suggestions. Wait a minute, that was a great night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I got a t-shirt. No, my, you didn't. You came damn close and paid for it. My buddy Chad lived 29 steps away from there, luckily. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you crawled all 29. <laughs> I think you made 28. I think steps. I was dragged halfway there, to be honest. <laughs> I got a map to Chad's house. Stagger, stagger, drop, drop, stagger, stagger, yeah, drop, stagger crawl, the, stagger. Yeah. Yeah, before they lived 15 steps, but it took John 29. And no, but before they before they moved it, if you did your steps in the wrong direction, if you went north instead of south, yeah. it was Dinah County Sheriff's Office. Oh my God. <laughs> well, at least you knew you always had a ride home. <laughs> or, or, or a place to sleep. Or a place yep. to sleep. They'd, be like, they'd be like, hey, Otis, come on in. Yeah, lock yourself in your cell. Okay, when's breakfast? God, that's such a bad idea. That, I mean, oh, today I had a really bad day at the shop. So Why? We, what happened? Well, we were just kind of like, everything that I purchased today for bikes that specifically said, I'm buying this luggage rack, for instance. I bought a luggage rack for a Moto Guzzi Grizzo. That was sold by Moto Guzzi to be a rack for a Grizzo. And uh, we took it out of the package, and within 20 minutes of dicking with it, we knew that there was no way without welding that could be made to fit this motorcycle. So we were like, okay, give up on that. 
And then other accessories were no other accessories were purchased. Other accessories that were purchased were attempted to be installed. None of it happened. Like n- like not even close. Today was the day of not even close. Like no, nah. and everything was just a bitch. And so every accessory I tried to install didn't work or didn't fit or required welding. And after like an hour and a half, two hours of that, I asked Emmy. I was like, "Are you hungry? Because you know we don't usually eat much at the shop." She's like, yeah, I'm not doing good. Can we get food today? I was like, yeah, we can get food. But, you know, it's 2 o'clock. It's the end of October. There's no customers coming in. They don't come in until at least 4, 35 o'clock. I thought she kept you fed so you didn't turn into the grum bear. She kind of used to, but we didn't take sandwiches this morning. And normally I make sandwiches at home and we eat them on the way to the other store. But I didn't today. And so I was like, you know what? When does the kid, we got a kid that works for us, but he comes in after school. So I was like, well, what does the kid usually get here? She goes, a little bit after three. I was like, well, it's two. So I think we hang a sign on the door that says, we went to rescue a customer. We'll be back in a half an hour. Put my cell phone number on it, and then fuck off down to the Mexican restaurant. Because the Mexican restaurant's oh, about I a mile away. This already. Two miles away. So we, we jump in the element, and we squirt down to the Mexican restaurant. We lock all the columns in the bikes. You know, the bikes are all parked out front. Put a sign on the door, and off we fuck. And we go down there, and it was like Not literally. it was the it was the fastest anybody's ever ordered in a Mexican restaurant. The guy walked around the first time. We we're the only people in the place because it's two o'clock on a Friday. The guy walks around the first time. I was like, pitcher of margaritas, rocks and salt, and two glasses of water, and off he goes. So then we get our order together. He comes back. We place our order. We get the mar- pitcher of margaritas. We each lay into a, a tall. Icy, frosty, cold margarita. And in record time, our entrees came out, our meals came out. We were in, drank a pitcher between the two of us, ate our dinners, ate our lunches, full dinner-sized portions, had half of each meal to go in a styrofoam box, and we were out in less than 40 minutes. Wow. Well... You when, guys are professionals. Yes, we are professionals. That's why I always want Emmy Don't try this at home, folks. Emmy is the best mechanic in the world, and she's on my team. Because she can drink a half a pitcher of margaritas at the same pace I can, which is a hurry. And we left there, jumped she in. She like 100 pounds. She was 100 pounds, yeah. We got back to the shop, and then from that moment on, the rest of the day, so much four hours. We got more work done in four hours, and everything went perfectly. Turns out we just had to take the edge off. And when the kids showed up, and it was like, you guys are doing great today. The kid was like, everybody's happy, and it's cool. I was like, yeah, half a pitcher of margaritas will do that to you. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol always seems to make a hard job much better. It does, man. If you're and frustrated with, or scared, it takes the edge off. Whatever. Yeah. You're nervous about doing yeah. it. You just go for it. Drink. And Have a couple of drinks and you'll just lay right into it. And it that's did. What my said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why my that's why my scar looks like the ACDC logo. But I shoot with this hand. <laughs> shoot with my shoot with my left hand. Yeah, it was funny, man. By the time we got back to the shop, everything went great. It was so cool. Yeah, so, that's why I occasionally have to go out for lunch beers. Right. Yeah. There's, you, a, there's a taco joint makes right by your, right by where you work. Yeah. 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 Uh, Camino. Camino. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'll go over there and get two beers and three tacos, and you're perfect. And the afternoon is amazing. It just sails by. Well, when do you do the breakfast beers? Only thing I saw was not tacos. Um, that's for the weekend. Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> It used to be that you were allowed to have a beer lunch. It would be rude to show up at work drunk. Mm. I had these guys come to my house and uh, do my basement for the bee dry. 
So I did two walls of the bee dry like five years ago, and it worked great. But then with all the rain we've had and everything else, my front two walls went away. So I had to have the guys come out and do bee dry again, which means you got to pull everything in your house away from the walls. And they come in and they have jackhammers, and they jackhammer around your entire basement foundation, dig a trench, fill it with gravel, lay down perforated PVC pipe, and match it all up to the existing system, and all the rain goes into the pipe and gets pumped out of your house. And the system they put in five years ago has worked flawlessly, but I only did half the basement because I only had two wet walls. Well, this year, as we all found out, two wet walls is not enough or two dry walls is not enough dry walls. Mm. So the two wet walls that I had were enough to flood my basement again. Shane, by the way, could write a book on this. Yeah. Dustin could write the foreword, <laughs> and Shane will write the rest of the chapters. <laughs> because Shane's house flooded to a Titanic oh, level. Oh, <laughs> you would think his house was upside down. It, was, it wasn't even a kiddie pool. <laughs> no, it was an actual pool. It was a shit pool. If you went into his basement, you got handed a life preserver and a sepsis shot. <laughs> Ted Jim Smedlick, India. Check it out. I still have. What? This is just finally starting to What heal. is that, MRSA? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Holy shit. You got the flesh eating virus from your basement. I did. My God. I kept, I kept like, you touch it. Yeah. And it starts bleeding. And just poop just comes out of it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there. Oh. Yeah, ours was fortunately just from uh, a... Calf has a second day Storm sewer, yeah. <laughs> so it was just it was just storm water. With storm water. Shit water. Well, I mean, once Shane... I, once I put a new pump in, it sucked everything right out of yeah. the basement. Shane got the full shit treatment. Like, he oh, got... Yeah. yeah. He got the entire neighborhood's feces uh, just all ended up in his basement. Yeah, that's right. what I do. Well, I, I learned so that we're separate. Right. I mean, the fact is, right. Steve does. Steve does. Uh, for the Steve record, shit work, Steve does shit work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve's the reason that we don't have to know where it goes. <laughs> I remember when I worked for Marty, it, he was saying, "Oh yeah, Steve's. Like, they're they're hiring down the sewage plant." I'm like, yeah. "Oh shit, well, I'll go down there." Yeah, <clears throat> we went down to Rocky River plant, drove in the plant. One whip, <coughs> drove right the fuck out. <laughs> I think I can find something else to do. Yeah, benefits, everything. No, it's really funny so because bad. between the shop, so where the Lakewood shop is, right around, you know, right down the hill, so to speak, is the the wastewater treatment plant mm-hmm. right down by the river. The city of Lakewood. Yeah, for the yeah. city of Lakewood. And then when you roll west, you drive past the Rocky That's River right wastewater treatment park. plant, <laughs> and then you come out here. But like. There are beautiful homes within oh smelling God. distance. Million dollar homes. Million dollar right homes within mm-hmm. the smelling distance of the Rocky River wastewater treatment plant. So when I'm on my way home some nights and the wind's blowing just the right way, you're just like, oh my God. And you're looking at a multi-million dollar home and just going... With all his windows shut. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. In the middle of the summer. And right next to it, they parked... The senior citizens high rise. Yeah. So the Normandy, which it's is to all- kill the smell. <laughs> well, they don't. Their depends are so full of shit they don't smell. notice the smell. Depends and Ben Gay. Yeah. I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Please let that shit plant blow this way. Right. I mean, a senior citizen home smells like shit anyway, so you might as well move it right next to the water treatment plant. Just offsetting. It does. Entities. Yeah, you really don't notice it. Well, I don't smell. If you're a resident, so I don't know. Well, your <laughs> nose is burned out. Yeah, you can't smell shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> If Steve walks into your house and says he smells shit, you got a problem. You have to move. You got to leave. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So you're staying in your house then? Because Dustin's saying you're getting the hell out of there. I might be staying. Yeah. He's been been so fucking working. Yeah. You literally you've you've rebuilt the entire bottom of your house. Well, with you again. Yeah. Well, look. The second time in two years. Yeah. When you're putting this gas line in, make a mistake and then walk away and let it blow up. 
You can yeah. walk away after the explosion like Antonio yeah. Banderas yeah. and not even look back. Jeez, I don't know. Right. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. Insurance claim. They said that was gas line rated. Well, you should see the on Lake Road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You see the old gas line. It's buried three inches under the ground. Right, yeah. It's black pipe. Black pipe, yeah. I'm like, I'm hacking through the dirt, and all of a sudden, clank. Clunk, yeah. I hit it, and yeah. I go, clank it, cut right through it. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the old That's your old gas pipe. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You actually had a gas line going out there? Yeah. 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 Wow. Remember yeah. when we moved in? It had that little, tiny, little fucking... There's a little furnace out there? ...heater in the back corner. We're of like, the garage? Yeah. Yeah, we're like, oh, that thing looks fucking dangerous. Yeah. The curb. I had mm-hmm. a gas fireplace in my basement that was hastily installed. And it was just a gas burner and, like, yeah. a, an enclosure that was not nearly fireplace brick and then a metal, like, a metal four-inch galvanized pipe that was the exhaust for the basement fireplace. Yeah. Like, that's what passed back then. Yeah. Like, that's exactly. what our ancestors used. Yeah. You're never supposed to use galvanized. Well, clearly, because it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to cut through galvanized either, but, mm-hmm. like, that was our... they had roll it, even it had, though I've you can't, of course we all have, but <laughs> you try not to breathe in deeply. Yeah. yeah. I wore a respirator. Right. Exhale while you're burning galvanized pipe. Yeah. Do you, do, were either of you guys at the shop the one time we had this Honda CB900 or CB1000 that the guy had slammed? He'd like taken the rear shocks out of and put like just straight bars in it. Oh, yeah. And it had like, it, you know, it was a ghetto kind of thing. But he had his four headers going into the, the unions, mm-hmm. and then he had actual galvanized fence post, Like, three-inch galvanized <laughs> steel fence posts from Home Depot. Nice. Welded on. Nice. That were going out the back of the bike, and they went out another eight inches past the rear tire. Oh, fucking A. And he had nothing supporting them. Those pipes weighed more than the bike. They were like 80 pounds. <laughs> and the reason I hated it was because every time I'd walk through the shop, I'd kick it with my ankles, and I had all kinds of cuts on my ankles oh, from yeah. those fucking galvanized pipes. <laughs> that is the fattest squirrel I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Who, 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 He's taking over. Didn't that squirrel eat a pumpkin? Just like this podcast. He's taking over. So what, cool. What was the one bike that was <laughs> that in it? Squirrel had that squirrel big, here. giant, like, TIG welded together uh, square box collector. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, and, and it was like, it was. you'd look at it, it was like... That was like marvelously. It made. was beautifully engineered. Yeah. So somebody spent a lot of time we, making. This we had a customer. Stupid fucking. We idea. purchased it actually. It was a CB five hundred F, and they made the two like the uh, CB five hundred F is four cylinders, two on the left, two on the right, and they go back into you know two into one. And where it went into two into one, they had got square stock, like sheet metal square stock. That was slash cut, don't need no and they had soda. welded it in. And <laughs> Man, aside from the soda. fact that it was horrendous and it made the worst sound on the planet, because like there was no tone there, it was just loud. <laughs> it was terrible. Because <laughs> well, you have like parallel flat surfaces right. to bounce around. Yeah, on. tons of flat surfaces. And despite the fact that it was the worst idea in the world, it was the best welding you'd ever seen in your life, <laughs> because it was like four individual header pipes. Going into a sideways square rectangle collector that then had an output that went into more squares. So it was, but like, it was like all beautiful, it was like gorgeous stack of dime. Oh, TIG welds. It was beautifully yeah. welded. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like a welding project, but it was the yeah, worst the application shit about ever. Exhaust, but right. knew how to weld. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And meanwhile, the exhaust gases were running into that box, like you know. Hamsters in a habit trail, not to, knowing how to get out. Trying to get back into the exhaust valve. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Where are we going? I don't know. The engine was nice. Let's go back into the motor. <laughs> it was warm there. <laughs> Let's not leave. 
<laughs> and that's and that's the way the bike ran too. The bike ran like horrible. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's got to come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like an exhaust to hang on the wall. No, I think Square velocity stack. We kept it because it was such an art project. Like it was a beautiful art project. But it was horrible as an exhaust. Just because you can weld doesn't mean you should work on your motorcycle. <laughs> Have you ever seen the? Two-stroke twin-cylinder chopper that's running around Cleveland. I can't say. I, I'm sorry. What? It might be a. It might be a 500 Suzuki. Really? It might be an RD. I'm not sure. But it's a two-stroke. It's got square fucking expansion chambers. Oh my! Really? That's not how expansion square, chambers work. It's yeah. got square. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not how chambers. you make exhaust gases move. That's not how sound waves work. I, I mean, never at seen least a they, square they do sound come wave. down and get bigger and have a belly. Well, there right. is a square. You know, there, there is well, a square <laughs> wave. Is totally different. Yeah. Convergent front porch, back porch. It's cool. Yeah. 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 That's right. For- Digital, it looks like digital engines. It looks like my son. Eight <laughs> bit engines. One zero one zero one zero one zero one zero. My son plays Minecraft, and I thought of Minecraft when I saw the bike. My the Minecraft motorcycle, Minecraft. <laughs> because it's like square. I put, I put an electronic ignition on, and I figured it's what I had to do. <laughs> because right, one one zero zero one one digital exhaust, digital ignition. If I could only find some digital gas, we'd be in business. <laughs> This thing will be awesome. <laughs> Look, I can I run think my digital button. gas is called electricity. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's digital gas. That's like I can't remember what the fuck horrible thing I was watching, but the one guy was just like, "Oh, ran out of ran out of food from a gun. Got to put some more gun food in it." <laughs> so he kept calling bullets gun food, and I was like, "It's like motorcycles. It's just motorcycle food." Yeah. Is it deliverance? Hey, did anyone know. see today that gas was down to two oh three? Yeah, it was one ninety nine where I buy. It. Yeah, damn. Yeah, one ninety nine. Yeah, thanks, Obama. <clears throat> the uh... <laughs> thanks fracking. Who ca- I don't. You know what? I really don't even care anymore. Whatever. You know, uh, one momentary rant, and I'm going to allow myself this. The <laughs> Canadians had an entire election cycle, an entire campaign in 76 days by law, and they elected somebody that generally people are happy with. Like a 59 percent of the public voted for this guy. They had a 74 percent turnout to their election. Those fucking maple-smuggling bastards mm. have got it all figured out. We're hearing about an election that isn't going to happen for two years yet. Yeah. We're being inundated with it. They've torn our city apart yeah. to impress oh, the dude, Republicans. They have fucked my commute to Of work. course they have. My commute to work is fucked. Thanks, it's, Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like an hour retards to vote for. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Jesus. It is seriously. It's like voting for the cast of the Muppets. Yeah. Like, it is jo- It is a joke. It's psychotic. Like <laughs> Actually, uh, Bernie Sanders does kind of look like the one guy. They all I, look I, like I, say, I would vote <laughs> yeah. for the one old guy in the, the, in the balcony. Hell yeah. yeah. I would vote for Bernie Boy. Sanders just to listen to him for the next four years because he sounds like Costanza's father. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are you talking about? No, he's like Larry David. Exactly. Yeah. Same reason. They, yeah. Oh, God. I saw the best video today. They... <laughs> <laughs> they you want super, a piece of me? They yeah. Come on! They superimposed a set of bongos. Oh, I saw that. Sanders. It's amazing. Because, you know, he talks to his yeah, bands yeah, a lot. Right, yeah. So they they just edited the video so he so was a actually drum playing solo? a drum Yeah. A bongo solo? To a song. I don't uh, care. It's so fucking he, hilarious. he was, like, playing along to a song. It's like, so funny. While he's talking. It was oh, fucking God. hilarious. Meanwhile, I'll be moving to Canada. Yeah, right. Because, like, yeah. the... Uh, well, hey, at least Harper's gone. Tr- right. Harper's well, gone. Trudeau gets elected. Trudeau's, like, first thing is... 
first thought of the office. He's like, okay, guys, that's great. We're elected. But I want to remind everyone we have a lot of hard work ahead of us, and we're going to work together to make this happen. We're going to make health care better. I'm it's, sorry. Did you just say that you're going to make health care better? Better? We're still trying to better? make health care. Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to make sure we educate more of our people? More of your people? I'm still looking for the first stupid Canadian. I've met a lot of Canadians. I haven't met a dumb one yet. They're all. Oh, you got to go further north. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, if you go, it's, it's, I that's watch. Called, that's called France, dude. Well, I watch. <laughs> I watch Trailer Park Boys and stuff. Say, you got to go, and I understand you. that that's a brilliant TV show. See, our, our hillbillies or are Manitoba, to the or south. Or the other yeah. Yeah. Canadian yeah. Like, hillbillies Manitoba is like north. our version of rent. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've been up there. Yeah. In the new it's, like, it's like our south. I got stuck with a bunch of these dudes. I was up there with a friend, and he took off to go fuck some chick. Yeah. And. uh Sorry, podcast listeners. It's okay. <laughs> They've all fucked but, uh, chicks, too. So I'm stuck with all these, these Canadian uh, northern right. newfies, newfies. That, that I didn't know. Yeah. And they're just kind of staring me down. Wait, that's what you're supposed to do with them? And they're like, <laughs> what's with your accent, y'all? Hook, 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 hook. I'm like, what do you mean, accent? Oh, boy. They're like, you got a southern accent. I'm like, I, I went to Newfoundland and they I were all awesome. like I was from fucking Texas. Really? Like, wow. I'm like, no, I'm from Ohio, but you guys are all like, boot, 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 I don't know, man. Everyone in Toronto right now is going, son of a bitch. I don't care. You know <laughs> no, what? Toronto doesn't care. I would so trade good. it all for a 76-day campaign cycle because I'm <laughs> exactly. so sick of that. Yeah. Right. That's how you can tell there's no news in America because they're just like, let's have a campaign. Sure, it'll give us three years of news material. Let's just take away from the fact that Russia is doing our fucking job. <laughs> One day they destroy 40% of ISIS. Yeah, yeah even the ones we paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they even destroyed our ISIS, too. Mm. Yeah, the ones we were paying for got wiped out. Yeah. Weird, huh? Yeah, they're still mad about Afghanistan. Yeah, the, they uh, are. <laughs> whoops. You know what the fuck oh, my guys. God. Hey, but about motorcycles. <laughs> well, about yeah, how far are we yeah. in? I want to say I did do that. Okay, so this is a big deal. This is a big deal. So I actually did the removing the ethanol from gasoline. You did the experiment. Oh, he did his homework. Semi-empirically. Semi-empirically. No, but I've determined that the gasoline I used had exactly 9% ethanol in it. How the hell did you determine that? Because I used graduated cylinders and oh. I did that. And I tested the whole... I, I used a So how much gasoline did you start with? I used, I started with 100 mils. Okay. I put four... Small scale. Uh, well, actually, 90... I, I started with 96 mils of gas. <coughs> okay. All right. And then I added four mils... Four mils of, of water. Water, which is 4%. 4%. what they call for. Right. And then I agitated it and I let, let mm. it sit. Yeah. I ended up with... 12 mils, or 12 mils of of liquid. It's clear perfect, liquid at the proof bottom, of concept. Perfectly clear at the bottom, perfectly clear gasoline at the top. Holy wow. shit, it worked. And so I figured with 12 mils, 4 now mils we can of water, move full scale. 8 mils, so it's 894, 894, which is roughly 9%. 9% like yeah. A little over 9%. Yeah. So, and it did so separate the way that... It separated perfectly. Wow. And it, and it burned perfectly. And, really? And there was no issue. I put it in my C70. Nice. And what's wow. the house number over there in West Clifton? You can swing by and pick it up. <laughs> yeah, if you need a hundred <laughs> milliliters of no, gas. No, 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 it's scale, not even. At least right. you could see if it worked. And now, 88 on a large scale, right. I mean, I can buy a 15-gallon uh, tapered bottom cowboy yeah. 
you know, for sixty-three bucks right. online, and you and can continue. Can, now, <coughs> now, wait. Here's my question. How many laps? How many laps of the driveway will a C70 do on eighty-four millimeters of gas? A lot. Eighty-four millimeters. I probably drive to Overland. So here's my question: When you did that. So how long did it take for the separation, the phase separation it to occur? It took about 36 hours for phase it to be separation. perfectly clear. Wow. Because initially it was semi-cloudy. Yeah. And there was a, like a, it was almost like an, I mean, instantaneously yeah. you get the phase separation and right. everything drops out. Right. But there's still like an emulsion yeah. in the uh, fuel. And after about 36 hours. It so it would be cool. completely practical, if I may, to purchase the vessel you're talking about for $65. Which holds 15 gallons. Right. So you can buy that, and it does 15 gallons of gas. So go down to your gas station, purchase three five-gallon cans of gasoline, bring them home, dump them in, and literally a day and a half later, you've got almost 15 gallons of usable, completely ethanol-free fuel. Right. You have 13 and a half. 13 and a half gallons, right. And more importantly, you have removed a gallon and a half of, of ethanol and water... In getting the ethanol out of your gas is really important because that ethanol is so hydroscopic. As your test proves, the ethanol will absorb and hold as much water as it can get its hands on. Right. So if you leave your motorcycle in the garage over the course of the winter with all the condensation that happens over the course of a winter... You might be pulling in pure water. Well, this is the, this is the experiment that the I do at my shop. What I, yeah, what I like to do for my, my customers is when they, I'm trying to explain to them why a product like Startron or something like that is so important when they store their bikes... What I have is on my, you know, in my shop, we have pint glasses. We have pint glasses that we made for the shop. And they're, they're cool. They got scooter around them and stuff. And they're a cool pint glass. And we sell those pint glasses or we give them to people when we have too many of them. But what I like to tell people is when you buy a gallon of gas, that's 128 ounces. And if you buy 128 ounces of gas that's 10% ethanol, that's a pint glass full of ethanol. And a pint glass full of ethanol will hold magically, how much water? Well, 50%. Mm-hmm. So you're, would you be okay if I went to your house and put six ounces of water into your <clears throat> gas tank for every gallon of gas that's in there today? No, you wouldn't be okay if I put six ounces of water in your gas tank ever. Yeah. You'd think I was an asshole trying to poison your bike. But we are willingly purchasing gasoline every single day that over the course of a winter time where there's condensation happening inside your gas tank because it's a big vessel that does nothing but condensate right. and it's sucking all that water right into your gas. So if you want to purchase water futures in the form of a gallon of gasoline and you've got a motorcycle like the uh, tanker truck I rode over here today, I put 56 pounds of gasoline in that motorcycle. So that KLR650 today, I pumped 56 pounds of gasoline into it. Because think about that sometime. A pint's a pound the world around. And I just put that much, 56 pounds of gasoline in my motorcycle and rode it over here. Well, I can... Well, you can one gallon's like eight pounds. One right? gallon is exactly eight pounds, yeah. right. So I put in six gallons of gasoline into that fucking machine, you know? Or seven gallons of gasoline into that machine before I rode over here today. And that seven gallons of gasoline will translate into seven times six of water if I allow it to be condensated over the course of a winter. Well, that's a fucking lot of water. So especially when you're thinking about this is gasoline, it's now late October, the gasoline I'm putting in 
certain motorcycles may not get used until springtime. Well, by the time I turn that petcock on in springtime, what is that? 24 ounces of water? 32 ounces of water? In my goddamn gas tank? So then should you do what Steve just did and put that in your tank Hell yes. over the winter? Yes, absolutely. Well, the net, that, just the straight. The fuel. straight gas. What, well, what he's doing. In it too, right. But also, I would think that it just goes to show that you shouldn't use it. Like some people like to try to stabilize it just for dry gas. Dry gas, which is just which ethanol is and toluene. Yeah. Why would yeah. you yeah. add dry gas? Yeah. It's worse. It's going to absorb the yeah. water too. Most. So. so here's my question. What I would like to do, the next experiment I would like to do, is I would like to do the same test that you did using the small quantity of gasoline you did with the proportionate and appropriate amount of Startron to see if Startron does what it advertises to do, which is to prevent the ethanol from becoming hydroscopic. Because it uses the word enzymatic process. And I would like to see if Startron really does create an enzymatic process where you don't get the phase separation of the ethanol grabbing onto the moisture, which is ambient in the air, and if it does prevent that from happening. Because that's how Startron advertises itself. Mix it, yeah, and and keep adding water until you do get phase exactly right. And then that would tell you how much it actually will prevent. Yes, I agree. Because, Are you gonna need funding for this project? Science. No, he would just do it for the hell of it because no, he now he knows. Johnny Matt, do you sell StarTron? Yeah, we sell StarTron. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll pick up a bottle. Yeah, I'll give you a bottle. Yeah, I'll give you a bottle to run the test yeah, because yeah. I'm very curious to see how it works or if it works because people do swear by it. They come in and ask for it by name. And it's advertising. It's advertising is very clear. It's advertising states that this will prevent the forming of or the 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 carrying of water by your fuel. So maybe I should do stable, right? Start and, and start Sartron and see if there's yeah. any like what the. I don't think Seafoam actually advertises it as being as being to stop the process of ethanol from grabbing water. I don't think it advertises that. Seafoam just seems to be decent at keeping things clean. Yeah. Because the seafoam, we do use it, and it does seem to work. I I use it every winter, and I seem to have no problem. Right. But but then again, if it doesn't... We don't know. Right. We don't know what it does. Right. We have no idea. Hey, Johnny McElfresh. So we're going, we're going shooting. Oh, you're up? All right, Shane's up. That looks like you went to the gas station and that was hanging out of the side of your car. (laughs) (laughs) I should have done that. We were better, cheaper. I I just think you ran into a sperm whale and you were really angry at it and ripped its dick off. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to take a picture of you with that thing so the podcast (laughs) listeners know exactly what the fuck we're talking about. Because that is a really, really good picture for the podcast. Here, everybody get in, but make sure you can see Shane's giant donkey dick. There you go. Where's Dustin? He's out. (laughs) Stick it in your mouth, John. Oh, God. Don't you dare stick that in your mouth. I don't think we can handle that. Chris, where the hell did you go? All right. God damn it, Dustin. Chris Chris Smith and Dustin, get into the picture. (laughs) Oh, you podcast listeners. All right, here we go. I'm going to have to move in closer now. Jesus Christ. All right, that's a picture. Damn it! Not yet. Should have bought already, fucker. There it goes. Yay! <laughs> if I hold the pic- if I hold the button, it just takes thousands of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First. First. That was like my. That was like when we were in the army. God damn Kentucky. God damn. <laughs> turn, turn, turn on the burst. Let's get all the mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yes, Faber Alley. Yes, exactly. Oh, I fucking hated that. That was terrible. 
Yeah. That was All my right, M sixteen was my oh, M sixteen was okay. good night, guys. See ya, cheers. See you, man. Safe pew and pew pew pew. <laughs> the three switches on the side of an M sixteen. No pew, pew, and yeah. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's it. Uh God damn. So we're going to the scoot and shoot tomorrow. I'm not. So every year, uh, what we've been doing is we're meeting up at our friend Bruce uh, Gordon's backyard, for lack of a better term. And yeah, it's going to rain. It's going to rain all day. Oh, okay. Right. So it's going to rain all day. Whether or not it rains at night. To like right. sit and party under. Yeah. I can bring a pop up out too. I mean, it's not a big deal. Oh, we could play with that. Yeah. But what we do is we bring small caliber rifles and pistols, and then we bring various items to shoot. Small caliber? Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, the rule is small caliber. Okay. Right, the rule is small caliber. 556 is small, right? Or else, the, or else the police come. Well, the rule is the louder the bangs, the faster the police get there. Uh, so it, it usually starts with pistol caliber. Right, yeah. And then towards the end, somebody breaks out of Something weird. And then, <laughs> or like a Mosin Nagant or something, yeah. Right. Woo! Jesse. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Invariably, something larger than should be used in a backyard gets broken out. And when that happens, the police always show up nicely and, and considerately to, to remind us that <clears throat> while we are in the township and if discharging firearms is legal, that there are other people that share the same auditory range yeah. with namely, us. Uh, namely a golf course. But there won't be anybody in the golf course because, you know, it's raining. Right, it's raining, yeah. So that's the game. But it is fun. And uh, I was actually thinking about just Ramboing it tomorrow. And only taking my like Ruger 1022, which has a folding stock and folds up really small, mm-hmm. and like one of my nine millimeter handguns, like there my Beretta go. or something, and then just packaging those into a duffel bag with a couple thousand rounds of ammo, <laughs> and then putting it on my bag or in my bike because I got the bike, you know, with mm-hmm. side bags and shit, and then just riding to work, and then after work, you know, before <laughs> work ends tomorrow, like about four o'clock, fuck off. Leave Emmy in charge of the place, and I'll just go over to Bruce's because it's only twenty minutes away from my shop. Yep. And I'll just go straight from the shop, but I won't even need any other provisions. I'll just have what I'm carrying with me. If you want to ramble it, then you should borrow my XT250. Well, yeah. Well, I look at what's parked <laughs> in the driveway for fuck's sake. No, that's what Rambo. Used yeah, what he used. The but there's a KLR650 yeah. parked right there. He wishes he had that. One. Right, exactly. Flip that yeah. over up yeah. And that KLR, <laughs> that KLR runs so good when all the parts for the carburetor are present and accounted for. It runs so much better with a mid-range. Yeah. Yeah, apparently when you borrow parts from carburetors, you have to remember which carburetors the parts were borrowed from. <laughs> No. I left you a message about that. You just must You did, but I didn't remember it. <laughs> so you did. What I should have done is gone and drawn that message on the side of the gas tank in a Sharpie marker or a dry erase marker to say this carburetor has no brass seat Whatever for the main it. jet. And that's not there. Well, it turns out when the brass seat from the main jet is missing out of a key in uh, 40 mil, yeah, yeah you get 40 idle. mil carb, you get idle or balls to the wall, but nothing in between. And your pipe gets really hot. Or if yeah. you use a left slide in the right carburetor. Oh, well, we, we only have, have no one carburetor. Yeah. We, we have only no have one carburetor. Yeah. Of an RD350. Yeah. 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 That'll happen. I ran into Emmy then the other yesterday. Or yeah. Yeah. And it sorted all <laughs> that bike's problems. Yeah. Once, once the carburetor yes. had all 64 components, not 63 components, yeah. the bike ran much better. Well, but you don't know it's that. missing when you take it apart, and it's just not there to begin with. She must have pulled that carb off of the, the we did. other bike. The other bike, that's, yeah. That's how that happened. Yeah. Well, because, uh, anyway, it's a long story, but we did end up scavenging one carburetor off of another motorcycle 
just because we had kind of given up hope. So we grabbed the carb off the other bike, thinking, how could this carburetor possibly be missing any parts? The last time it ran was in Iraq. Well, guess what? It spent a little bit of time in my In John's garage, where a part may have been borrowed from it. <laughs> and now it runs like a rape tape in the heated grips, and that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. It's got heated well, grips. grips. I put heated grips on it at the very end of last winter, and then didn't really get enough opportunity to enjoy them. And they work so well. And so tonight on the ride over... It turns out that when you have heated grips, you're so busy thinking about how awesomely warm your hands are that you don't even think about how cold your neck is, yeah. right? Or your knees. Because when your hands are warm, that's the first part of your body that normally gets cold. And when your hands are warm, everything else magically is okay. There's and little radiators working in reverse. Oh my God, they work so well. Like those heated grips, I had them on low. And by the time we got to the Quickie Mart... By the time we got to convenient, my hands were sweating inside my gloves. And Phil so, was down to his shorts and t shirt. Yeah. So oh, now really? I'm up to three motorcycles that have heated grips on them. I'll and the PC eight hundred. Oh my god. The PC eight hundred's gonna get heated grips next because you say I ain't going back. I ain't going back. Fuck it, man. Did you do the whole grips or the pads that go inside? I did the whole grip. On that bike I did the uh no, I'm sorry. That bike is the cheap set. That is just the the sleeves that goes on that goes on the grip, and then we put the grips over them. That's the cheap set on that bike. It just has two low and high. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Kosos that have like four different ranges of heat, and those are the whole grip. Yeah, that's the cheap ones on the KLR because I didn't think I needed to be fancy. But what about really? the ones where you put the heated pebbles Steve, in, the, uh, in the end? Steve, close the door, please. Grab the door. Yeah. The, uh, <coughs> but I'm, the, like, don't want the little cat to get out. I wish yeah. they did the side heated grips on a few of my bikes. Yeah. But <coughs> so it would be nice the if they had some out. type of material inside the cat. bar itself yeah. that would retain like heat. Because if you ever, three, they're great, wow. you yeah. take your hand off. Right. For, like, if you take your hand off for five seconds really? in a really cold day, it takes a while for it to build the heat back up again. These work really well. Yeah, the Maybe ones yours are more powered. The mine, ones on so. Merritt's SV650. When you take your hands off the bars and you watch snowflakes falling on them, the snowflakes sizzle when they hit the grips. They're hot as oh, fuck. Mine aren't yeah. like that. Yeah. Mine lows good. I mean, you could put metal steel slugs inside there yeah. or something like that. That'll retain a lot more heat, but it might stop vibration too. It also like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. it's it is seriously like if you're out in podcast land and you're like, well, it's a little too cold to ride. Invest in seventy nine dollars worth of heated grips. Because it'll change your whole outlook on riding in cold weather. Later. Um, it has as it has as much effect for me as anything else. Like I've done the heated gloves, like gloves with batteries in them, various different levels, everything from like twenty five dollars at Kmart up to seventy five dollar with like rechargeable battery packs. Nothing works as well as the actual heated Small gloves. Squirt, sir. You know, well, that's and good if, to know. Mm-hmm. And just need totally they're really good, easy good, to, good. I mean, they're so easy to install. Oh. I installed them directly into the headlight circuit because there's plenty of amperage in the headlight circuit. Plenty. And Do you want to take some of that back? No. With the headlight circuit, the headlight's only on when the ignition's on and the motor's running. You so you're not worried about stealing power from anything you might need later. Did you throw a hook a multimeter up to it or anything? I did. Just to see if there was any real difference. It is. It's, uh, when mine are on high mode, they're drawing 55 watts. Okay. When they're on the high mode. That's like having a second headlight. It really is. It's like having another headlight. Yeah. And you'll notice I don't have any rear taillights. Or rear, uh, I'm sorry, rear turn signals. So, because I put a license plate bracket on that has the turn signals built in the license plate bracket, which are all LEDs. Mm -hmm. So I'm saving amperage there, which I'm now using to keep my hands warm. And that's a good trade-off. Oh, for two. Yeah. 
So I'm going to switch the front the front turn signals totally over to LEDs tonight. as well, and that'll make my overall wattage load the same. You're running like the yeah. light, if you can get an LED. I do. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I got LEDs it's, in both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've definitely I'm breaking even now on my power, and I have that. And then I put the cell phone holder on. And I put USB plug for the cell phone holder. So that KLR is short of a windshield. That thing's ready for winter. Yeah. Well, I'm going with the PC 800. Jiminy John's Christmas. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. The PC 800 is going to be your winter bike. Right. It's a good winter bike. It's got the built-in leg warmers. Yeah, leg warmers. Once the bike heats up on a PC 800, if you keep your legs tight into the chassis, you're out of the airstream and your legs are cool. But you know, if it's a 95 degree day on a PC 800, don't spread your legs two inches. Because if you spread your legs two inches on a PC-800, you're into the blast furnace of all the heat from the entire motor is channeled through these dumps on the side that are like literally like a spacecraft's exhaust. And they will take the flesh off your legs in a matter of minutes. I hang meat there. <laughs> <laughs> I get where I'm going, I get meat. Well you, get there, you get there and it's jerky. <laughs> Charcuterie. Baked potatoes. Dude, if you, if you would hang and season shark meat... It'd be shark charcuterie, shark. and that would be even yeah. better. Yeah, there you go. There shark, go. dude, that would be probably pretty good. Yeah. Shark charcuterie. Shark is delicious, and every time I bite one, I know it's not biting me, so I'm yeah. helping. <laughs> on charcuterie, squirrel. Squirrel. I saw, I saw a Craigslist ad for American guinea hogs, and the little babies were only seven dollars. What? I'm like, wow. I'm guinea just, pigs? What? No, they're pigs, but they were the American guinea, and one of the Are things. I'm sorry. Ice, one of the things they said is that they have excellent marbling in the meat, and shark, people who are into charcuterie would love yeah. these little So this pigs. is a pig? It's a little pig. And how big does it get when it's fully grown? Here, well, let probably me... up to two, 300 pounds. Oh, Jimmy, Christmas. All right, well, let me give you 10 bucks For a $7 pig. Grow it. Yeah. And then give it to you. Yeah, bring it over. And hey. You, and he'll give you sausage. What if you grow it, what if you grow it in a square sh- enclosure, you can and you could have you square pigs? <laughs> it just makes sense. We'll put it in a pond. <laughs> These Japanese have done it with watermelon. Why not do it with a pig? You could put a lot more pigs in a truck if they were square. Yeah. They grow square watermelons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can put more of them in a truck that way. And I asked the Japanese daughter, have grown square so watermelons. This I was know. a moment yeah. of pride. I'm, I asked her, would you well, want... Well, they just grow them in a box. Would you want a pig? You want to get yeah. a pig for $7. They, they, they put have it them. in a square box. She said, yeah, so bacon. To be- How much bacon is that, Daddy? Your daughter didn't say pet pig for $7. No, she said bacon. Yeah, bacon. Your daughter is a top-level predator. yeah. She's going to go far in this world. Uh, see, my wife and daughter would be like, pet. Pet, right. No. But I mean, you know what? You can raise a duck and you can fix a duck and make sure a duck has a happy life as long as you eat it at the end. Well, no, no, we raise the duck, but we give it to a farm at the end. Oh, you know what they cute. do with that duck, don't you? Oh, no, he lives in the flock. Foguara. No, he, <laughs> he, he lives in the flock and he's got a, a, a mate now. And That's what I tell my kids. Yeah, yeah that that's right. Our, dog, oh, no, no, they, our they, dog wanted to live with the blind farmer. Yeah, right. They, they make lots of duck eggs. Oh, I get it. So, years later, duck eggs are for very small omelets. Years yeah. later, <laughs> I was out hunting with my father. He said, "Record for egg layers." What? Khaki Campbell's hold. Are a camel? Khaki Campbell's. Oh, it's a type of duck. Yeah, that you buy for eggs. It's a duck that you buy for eggs. Yeah, I mean that, that lay enough eggs that you could actually <clears throat> utilize. But aren't eggs. the eggs still really small? No, they're. No, like, they're chicken size. Like chicken really? Eggs. Oh, okay. All right. I thought I thought they were going to be like the equivalent yeah. of like whoppers or something. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I figured they were going to be like those Easter egg, you know, candy whoppers. No, no. They'd be like, you know how many of those you got to crack to make a fucking omelet? Our our duck Howard was a mallard. Right. And his, you know, he was a boy. Right. Almost, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so that's our Farm Bureau segment for the evening. Yeah, <laughs> bacon <laughs> seeds for seven bucks. Bacon seeds. <laughs> that's a bacon seed. And you just feed it all the stuff you don't eat off your dinner table, right? Monsanto's probably got a plant that grows bacon. Oh, I'm sure they do. Absolutely, yeah. Bacon, broccoli. Well, John, I'll throw in the seven bucks if you keep it for 12 Oh, years. my God. How long did it take? Like three years? <coughs> yeah, probably a year. A year, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I bet it's more than a year. I don't know. I'll grow it. Depends on how much bacon you want. However big it got in one year, that would be it. That would be probably the perfect size, tender, juicy pig. Yeah. Well, there you go. One year old. Take it from a cycling. I I tell you. you And we know butchers. I'll I'll grind them down. (laughs) (laughs) Snout and all. I have a grinder. I'll dangle that thing by its little snout and just right in it goes. Dick's lips and elbows. You don't even want to know what's in my sausage. Dick's lips and assholes. Wouldn't that be nice? Couple little hams, like little bite size. Oh, my God. It looked like like a Lunchable. (laughs) 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 Fucking ham the size of a chicken leg. G.I. Joe ham. What if aliens have podcasts and talk about humans? That way, I bet you they do. Yeah, that's right. There's this plan. The humans are everywhere. We took 26 of them last week. They didn't even notice. Steal them every now and then. Right. Yeah, it was. For some reason, they love the bad ones. They send back down. Right. It's true. Yeah. That's it. Peel off that blue like container they're in. Cover all. Take off the blue denim container. They come wrapped in a nice blue denim container. You just peel it off. <laughs> They're ready for eating. What, are they collecting humans from Walmart? Yes, of course they are. You know how many people go into Walmart and never come out? You think not they're wor- you think they're working there? But they're not. Mm. It's so bad. The uh, and then back to motorcycles. Uh, as as yeah, it were. Yeah. So, did you finally just break down and buy a GS four? Yeah, it was just selling in Lakewood. I, I saw that. That's really nice. Where'd you find it? It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So he bought that motorcycle brand new in 1981. Ooh. You bought that bike brand new in 1980. Bruce says the chili is on the stove and cooking. The chili should be in the crock pot. Mm. Right. You know what's the good thing about? Bruce I have more crock pots. Back on something else other than motorcycles. Yeah. You know how many beans are in Bruce's chili? Zero. 239. Zero. Zero. Maybe one or two you might find an accidental An accidental bean? <laughs> if the cow ate do a bean? Do you know why you can't go more than 239 beans in Boston-type chili? Tell us. Because if you went more than 239s, it would be too fatty. Too fatty. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Very good. Very good. Oh, and the drunk joke. people laugh. Oh, my God. I need to be too farty. <laughs> Did you know that almost 2% of the Japanese population has cataracts? <laughs> the others have ring and <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand that joke. <laughs> Rinkin Continental. <laughs> no cataract. Oh. 
I drive Rinka Continental. Oh, got it. Okay. So, if you have to explain. Huh? Oh. So if you add water to this podcast, you get 10% motorcycle content. <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic. And we just lost our Asian market. Oh. Sayonara. No. They're busy debating whether or not 2% of the population actually has cataracts. Well, I, don't, Phil, I don't know if you got my text the other day. Uh, but I suppose these other guys should know. Uh, we we've been for a while averaging about three thousand downloads per right. month. Yeah. Uh, this past month, over six thousand. Over six thousand. Wow. Yeah, it's taken yeah. a dramatic uptick. Yeah. And we've had. We haven't done uh, any podcasts podcast in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we we're a couple of weeks so behind. Yeah, I I, I do the analytics by like right. you know by day, by week, by mm. month. And yeah. I, I do the all time. Right. And uh, a couple days ago, uh, well, no, it was last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. When I yeah. dropped the last podcast. Yeah. I went onto the analytic uh, resource site that I yeah resource yeah. that I use, and uh, I just. Was like, all right, yeah, downloads past month, yeah, know, past thirty days, downloads in the past thirty days, and it was like six thousand four hundred and something. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we really just like it, it, yeah, it was. It's, it's booming. It just exploded all of a sudden. Well, yeah, I don't know what to, don't know how to don't know how we can possibly account for that other than the fact that people well, are I listening this to download it. Download app, and I left it on. It just kept downloading our podcast over and over again forever and ever. Amen. Nah, see, the analytics programs are smart, though. They uh, they will filter that they out. They will only count you once. Yeah, yeah. From, from one IP address. No multiple hits. Yeah. Right. You could go listen to the podcast a thousand times from yeah. your particular Damn IP Damn it, address. so my download bot is not working. No, no, because... It, when, it will only register one download. Yeah. When I pay for this, it does do it per unique download. So that's, that's good. The... Uh, the it's it's the funniest thing. I mean, we listen to a lot of podcasts, and there are so many. I, I personally do love listening to podcasts when I'm driving around, picking up and delivering bikes and stuff. And I do listen to them. And I really, you know, we wanted we do want to share the love because the motorcycles and misfits folks do a great podcast. They just did one with a fellow that ran the Isle of Man on a super motard, and he came back and gave them ah, the whole. Jealous. Oh, he did. He did a beautiful job. Yamaha 450. And he came back and gave his kind of play-by-play of what it was like to compete in the Isle of Man <coughs> as an American on the wrong did, motorcycle. Did he compete or did he just run them? No, no. He competed. So oh. it's a really good podcast and you should listen mm-hmm. to it. And the trials and tribulations he went through. So we're giving a shout-out to another podcast because you really should listen to that. And uh, the guys from Cafe Racer Podcast and Wheel Nerds, they got together down at the AIM Expo down in Florida and recorded a really nice Kevin podcast. Nixon. Kevin AIM Nixon was right now. from uh, Twisted Throttle. They were down there and he they had the, for AIM Expo now. Yep, and they had the girl that I'm sorry, the girl, the, the lady Jackie who works there was on the podcast, and it's a fantastic podcast. You guys really, we do want to share the love with the other motorcycle podcasts that we listen to and enjoy. I actually, I like Wild Ride. Wild Ride, Ride yeah, too. yep, absolutely. Yeah. I like whipped cream weekend. <laughs> See, I'm more. I thought that was a Tumblr account. Season two. <laughs> was a, uh, no, it's a grinder account. That's a grinder account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a, a, a YouTube guy. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I watch all the vlogs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like I watch uh, Jake the Garden Snake, uh, Do It with Dan. I haven't watched those, so that's uh, good. No, Who's the guy that does it in the garage. He's like, I'm going to try to do this now. Who's is that? that no. Dude? 
I don't know. Like, Jake the Garden Snake, the guy that just does nothing but wheelies. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he's I, kind of experimenting yeah. with motorcycle maintenance. Uh, oh, there's a good uh, parody one, a funny one called Ikeban Moto. Yeah, Ikeban Moto. Ikeban Moto. Yeah, yeah. I got the sticker on my fridge right there. Yep, that's right. Yeah, it's 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 all it's a complete joke. Yeah, and there's he, a he does it so seriously that people take him serious and. The funnest thing is to watch his video mm-hmm. and then to start reading the comments. Oh, yeah, there you go. Because people are just like, are you a fucking moron, dude? Yep. You know, and it's like... <laughs> there's another one. There's a, a joke. It's called the Big Wheel Channel on YouTube. And the Big Wheel Channel is all about guys who own BW, Yamaha BW350s and BW200s. And they basically, they live in Alaska. So, there. <clears throat> and they, uh, they take the BW out in hostile Alaskan conditions and compete it head-to-head against snow machines and all these other purpose-built snow vehicles. And they've determined that despite the fact that it's a motorcycle, the BW350 might be the world's greatest snowmobile. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful podcast or a wonderful YouTube channel. And when you watch it, you just got to love these guys because they're like, okay, we're going to cross a river today on the BW350. You and would they, be amazed they do. at how well a motorcycle will go through the snow, deep uh, snow. I'll be a, skinny tires that really? go kind of like really? right down to the ground. Like, yeah, it'll cut through like snowbanks. Yeah, I've uh, the the BW in mud that you was should. uncrossable at band camp this year. The mud had kind of gotten so bad that people like people <clears> had taken <throat> their bikes that had knobbies on and just gave up on them. And the BW and that was just the two hundred. That was the small one. The BW200 was out there dragging a kiddie pool with as many as three or four people in it. <laughs> and at any speed you wanted to go. So, like, you could go as fast as you wanted. So we had a kiddie pool and we had an inflatable pool toy, like an inflatable shark or something that was being pulled behind the BW. And, like, the, those giant, ridiculous... With Oscar on it. I've seen Oscar, the picture. Oscar was yeah. the happiest Mexican you've ever like, met in your hey. life. Oscar was running around on that BW... <laughs> Like a man possessed. <laughs> and despite, like, the muddier it got, the happier the BW was. Like, that bike couldn't get enough mud. And the same way, if you do happen to lay your hands on a TW200, like, the Trailway is a great bike. It's so much fun. If you, you saw can, a TW80 if you want the full collection. I oh, yeah. This for 250 bucks. Oh, well, there what? you go. I mean, hey. A BW80. No, TW. Oh, trailway. It's a BW, Big Wheel 80. Big Wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was no 80, trailway. Right? Yeah, it's a BW80. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the 200 might be the most perfectly balanced bike ever. I rode the BW350, and you can't, you just can't ride drive the thing on fucking pavement. It will kill you. There's so many knobs going in different directions <laughs> that you can't control it on the street. Like it's meant for dirt, grass, gravel, shit, horrible, horrible stuff. Sand, I think. Yeah, when you put it on actual asphalt or concrete, it doesn't know how to act. It's too much motor, and I. It tried to pass itself three or four times just here in the neighborhood. So the 200 is better for riding around. And you you get those tires down to like 12 PSI, and they can go through any goddamn thing. Like, they're pretty amazing. Hey. The, uh, Sorry. as far as... Did you ever ride a Cub 90? Yeah, of course. How are those? We tried to buy a bunch We tried to buy a bunch of them. So you mean the Easy 90? Well, yeah, the one the that's Easy like, 90. Uh, yeah, it's all plastic. Yeah. It's a baby Pacific Coast. It's just red and white and blue plastic. There's nothing metal you can see. So that's called the Cub Easy 90. And the Cub Easy 90 is a bike that I have been trying to buy. (laughs) I've been trying to buy that goddamn motorcycle for 20 years. 
And you can't. And I can't because it's the best thing in the world. The to pull last your drag down. car back to the pit. Might, yeah, right yeah. The last time we were at Mid Ohio and I saw a kid riding a Cub Easy ninety, I jumped on Mecklefresh's KLR. I jumped on his KLR and I chased this fucking kid and I chased him all the way down to his campsite. And when I got there, the kid was gone, but there was another Cub Easy sitting there, a nicer one. And so I pulled up and there's this older gentleman sitting there, and I was like, hey, hey. Is your son got that easy 90? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he does. I was like, oh, you have one too. You have two, which is one too many. What is it going to take me to buy that off of you? And he goes, oh, they're not for sale. And I was like, dude, everything's for sale. And he goes, 1800 And I was like, you're right. It's not for sale. <laughs> which is funny because, you know, CT70s right now are going for more money than I've ever seen them go for. And the CT70 is the Honda motorcycle that has the small tires, but it has folding handlebars, mm-hmm. a stamped steel frame, a laydown motor, and the early ones had a clutch-operated three-speed, right? Four-speed. Four-speed, thank you, yeah. yeah. And then the rest of them had a... The H models or whatever. Yeah, they had a, a clicker-based, you know, three-speed uh, automatic semi-auto. clutch, yeah. And that's just one of those things, like, if you've never got a chance to ride a CT70, one, you haven't lived yet, because they're fun for anybody. But their valor, like a, a marginal one, an iffy Excuse one, me. is twenty five hundred bucks. I'm going to take mine out this weekend. Those plates are going for insane money. I have four of them now, so I have four of them. And this winter, all I'm going to do is make them as nice as possible. I want an so. ST90. Well, the ST90 is the big brother to oh, that. Yeah. It's got I like that. But it I, is. I, I, there's one in the Wellington Engine Show. Yeah. Really good shape guy had a eight hundred bucks on it. What? And so I. Got to talking to him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is what we do. We restore CT70s, and and we just happen to get this ST90." I'm like, "Man, I'm all over. You have a title for it? Yeah, no. I don't care. So I didn't buy it because I mm. didn't have a title. And I like riding those on the street. And I, like I don't care for the ride. modern version of the CT70s, and you'll know when you're looking at them because late the later, later, later ones were made in China, and they're not great uh, to me. They're not great." But I sold one for like 400 bucks to a guy who had to rebuild the top end. And he rebuilt the top end, and it needed it. It was fucked. Yeah, but 230 bucks, you can get an 88cc big bore kit. Okay, well, there you go. Or you could buy a new motor for right. 300 bucks. If you want to throw a Leaf on yeah. it. Yeah, you throw a Leaf on or a Piranha motor in it and go crazy. But like the CT70s are just one of those things. Like It's such a fun bike, and it really is. And it's... You know, they were street legal. They had turn signals. They had everything. It was a street legal vehicle that had these absurdly tiny tires on it, little knobby tires. 10 inch. I would, yeah. I had to get a new tire for mine. Yeah. I asked on getting, but I've seen it done before. You can get 10 inch lug rototiller tires and what? put on it. Get out of here. Directionals. Really? Front and back. And I, well, it, I could have sent them, I was like 60 bucks, but I'm like, eh, I don't want that. I want well, a tire. Three of, the, <laughs> three of the four that I have need tires desperately. Because they're running on the original rubber from the early 70s. Yeah. So I got three out of the four. IRC makes a nice re- re- replacement tire, and I think it was like 36 bucks yeah. or something like that. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going to do that. That's my winter project is to get all four of these things as clean and pretty and tidy as they can and then sell three of them off and keep one for myself. Because they're, you know, there's we had tons of fun with them last year at the Shoot and Scoot. We ride them around until we get tired and then we start shooting. And then we shoot for a while, and we get tired of shooting, and we ride little dirt bikes around in circles. So I ride it around all the time. <laughs> while while shooting. shooting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I... Well, we do that out at the farm. But that's 
Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Shukana. That's like that is the biathlon. The biathlon of motorcycle events is no skiing, just motorcycles. <laughs> and we always talked about that. Like and if guns. We, if we get the right piece of property, you go out and you got a, a sidearm <clears throat> and you got a rifle. And so you ride the bike up to a certain point, and then you have to engage targets. And some targets you engage at a longer range off a stationary bike, and other targets you engage from a moving bike. Think of how much fun this is. With your handgun. Mm. With your handgun. Oh, that would be... Wouldn't that be awesome? Blast. Oh, it sounds good, doesn't it? I've already got practice. Ooh, I can't shoot left hand. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, hey, man. If, you know... Well, that's what makes it... But the, the good news is the targets for the moving stuff won't be real far away. But... I mean, I'm telling you, I'd have to be like this. If we get a generous person with a big enough piece of property that we can organize this, we'll set the range up. It'll be safe. It's too bad you couldn't do it from like property to property and like, you know, like get like 10 people with property. Oh. And then ride each property and then shoot as you go. I know a guy in Pennsylvania who has 800 acres. You can do it all on his property. Whoa. That's where we shoot machine guns. Well, there you go. All right. That spreads you out there. I was going to say, because. Realistically, to do this job, I thought to do it right, we needed about five acres. And if you had five acres, you could set the whole course up, and then one guy could go out on the course with a couple of judges, you know, just to keep it's an eye like, on like things. If you had five acres in a valley, that's what yeah, you want. That's, that's what you, you want. I mean? So you can shoot in virtually you any direction. That way too. Well, you know, the whole thing with <laughs> the whole thing with shooting. <laughs> no, is, you have a natural bad stuff. Right. This one. Generally, every lap you do a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we used to do an event years ago. I mean, uh, no, you never drink while no. shooting. We did an event in Chicago called the Red Dawn, and the Red Dawn was just a bunch of guys that are gun nuts, and we'd go out and drink heavily on Friday night, and then you know all the guns are locked under lock and key, and then Saturday we go to the range of and course, just burn officer. up the range all day long, and then at night go back and grill animals and drink food. And the, Char. Uh, right. oh, Char the carcasses of animals. Whatever we hit on the way there. That was it. And the uh, whatever you could drag back to the camp. And then, but all the guns are under lock and key because, you know, alcohol and guns is a very, very bad thing, you know? You don't want guns and booze around some people. And I'm terrified, you know, I, I have guns and I enjoy guns, but I'm very terrified when other people are around guns that have been drinking. You know? But you have alcohol and enjoy alcohol. I love alcohol, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're almost mutually exclusive. Guns and alcohol? Yep. No, I totally no. disagree. When you have the right group of people together, and they're all pointed in the same direction, and it's the right group of people. Like Dick Cheney's hunting party. Clearly. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That's, well, then. that's the mistake of mistakes. Bam. The mistake of mistakes is when the geese are flying <laughs> near your friends. Yeah. I don't think guns and whiskey necessarily goes well, but... Guns and a beer here and there is not. Really I think this country yeah, yeah. may have been. I think this country may have been founded on guns and beer. Fairly certain. Yeah. Guns and ammo. It was actually founded. On Can you grab me a beer out of there, please? Doesn't matter what it is. It actually, actually I'd like a guns and whiskey. Guns and whiskey. That's yeah. true. Like a what? I would like a twelve dogs of Christmas, please. God, guns, yes. And beer. Yeah. God, guns, guts. I'd like some more bourbon, but there's beer. beer in here. We're up to seven <laughs> hours on the podcast. No, we're good to go. All right, where are we at? We're at one hour and ten minutes. So Chris, All right, it's time to wrap it up. That is your GS450. That's his actual GS450. Living, rideable. You Take wrote, it out. I will probably. Running, riding, drivable, enjoyable. It looks beautiful. Right. It's gorgeous. We're going to have to fall back to the uh, backup plan. It's the, oh, you're having a high life. That's Sweet where Jesus. it all started. That's how we met Chris. Yeah, that's true. That I is true. picking that up from the previously 
We will unname. We will stay. Remain unnamed. The unnamed motorcycle shop that had yes, held his bike hostage for three years. Analysis yeah. in the yeah. Yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah. 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 Held his bike hostage from him. Yeah. Cunts. The uh, I just saw a bike today that came from cycle oh. analysis. Something where it was yummy. It was a GSXR <laughs> eleven hundred. Look highlights. The pipes. The pipes were getting red hot and stuff like that. Just came from psychoanalysis. Oh, so they worked on it. Couldn't be the carbs. No, it couldn't be the carbs. Uh, I, I told the mechanic, yeah, I'd look at those carbs. Yeah, have a good look at those carbs. Yeah. Because if the pipes are glowing cherry red and they're not stainless steel or titanium, they're not supposed to be cherry red. <laughs> That's it. If it's a stainless steel exhaust system, they will get red. That happens. But if it's if it's not, if it's a mild steel exhaust system and the pipes are cherry red, you got a problem. That's a, that bike is that part of Cleveland. There's a whole lot of extra air flowing around there that shouldn't be flowing around there. Uh, oh, and what I did want to touch on in the podcast, this is actually a tech tip. Eh, we have those. Um, if you own a Honda CB900, which a few people do, they, they sold a lot of them. The, we talked in the, in the past about how you don't take the airbox off. You leave the airbox on because it's supposed to be there. And there are air handlers that go from the airbox into the carburetors. And they're supposed to be there too. And they are not supposed to be cracked and leaking air. If they're cracked and leaking air, you have a problem. Okay, You're not going to get that bike to run right because any one of those air handlers that's leaking air, that cylinder is going to be running crazy hot. Now, what we have learned this past month is that it is impossible to order from any supplier... The number two and number three intake boots. Now, on that motorcycle, and on a lot of motorcycles, on a four-cylinder, the air handlers or air intake boots are numbered one, two, three, and four. And each one of them has a different part number. Now, Usually they're, they're different angles. They are all different angles. Right. Two go straight in, two yep. go in at an angle. Two go in at somewhat an angle, and two go in at an extreme angle. And they all four have different part numbers. Now, it is possible to interchange two and three and one and four... That even though they're different part numbers, they're close enough they do work. However, the number two and three, which are the interior most air handlers, are unobtainable. You <laughs> cannot fucking find them. And Steve's we, making them. You can, the, uh, <laughs> no, they're, I mean, I wish somebody was. Um, on eBay, there is a set of questionably made, either Vietnamese or Chinese, I'm not sure who, Set of all four you can buy for a hundred and sixty dollars. Wow. Yeah, Vietnamese. I don't care. We don't know. Hundred and sixty Vietnamese. No, no. eBay. Like eight thousand twelve. Yeah. Right. eBay. eBay won't no, that take would my. Be bot. That would be dong. 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 Yeah, eBay bot, won't take my. Yeah, okay. eBay will not Didn't take my. Dong? No. E- eBay will. eBay. eBay doesn't want my dong. One point two. No matter how many millions of dongs 1. I have. One point two million dong. Right. They don't want my dong. But what I can tell you is, if you do own, and we checked it out, so the CB one thousand, the CB nine hundred, these bikes now have gotten to the point where the air handlers are going to be your weak link. Remember, we talked about in a previous podcast. Where if you have a motorcycle that's missing the carburetors, don't buy it. Because the carburetors, you may be able to find a rack of carbs, but finding the stuff that goes with the rack of carbs is almost impossible. Or it's going to cost you a ton of money. And if you do get into the point where you do buy one of those bikes that has 
Hey, what's missing... up, dude? What's up? Welcome. Man? Nice shirt. That's Cleveland centric. Hey, continue the conversation, man. I will absolutely. No, we're just finishing up. Our we're just wrapping it up. Oh, hey, wrap it up, man. But that's what one of those you're talking about. Don't buy a bike without a car. Without well, and <laughs> with this case, it has gotten so bad now where the air handlers are becoming the weak link. So those little rubber boots that seem innocuous, um, we've seen people try to fix them with liquid tape. We've seen people try to fix them with Gorilla Tape or like ru- liquid rubber or something. It doesn't work. Every variant of silicone yeah, every planet. Yeah, every type of RTV in the world. That doesn't work. So just be real careful. If you're looking at purchasing one of those extremely, Dude, extremely generously priced CB900s or CB1000s or any motorcycle, really, have a good long look at those air handlers because if they're cracked, broken, or missing, you could really be in for a fucking nightmare. Uh, and we know that those CV carbs on there will not work without that correct air box and those air handlers intact. And uh, I've even tried to purchase an air box off of eBay that had a couple of boots on it, hoping that we would get like two out of the four were good. No. The two that you have that are cracked on your bike are going to be cracked on every other Honda motorcycle. They're consistent. Honda is fucking consistent with shit. It's all about the boots. Yeah. Well, that's... The boot. The boot. So be careful of that stuff because it can really hang you up if you're trying to build a bike. And we know we've got a bike in. The rest of the bike we got dialed in. We've done all the other work on it. It's those two goddamn air handlers that are holding us up right now. And we've tried, so be careful with that shit. It can really, really be a problem. It's uh, it's tough. So uh, that's about it, man. That's a tech tip. We talked about squirrels. We talked about booze. We talked. We talked about all manners of shit. Meat, (laughs) aliens. Yeah, we covered it all. I don't know, man. This we is a pretty down to the end of this. this is a pretty diverse podcast. I mean, I think we cross <laughs> it all spectrums. Half an hour before we talked about a fucking motorcycle. I disagree. This is like the menu at Mike's place. What's it a is. It What's is. a motorcycle? What do you want? We got yeah. it. That's it. We talked about Shane's gas pipe for fucking twenty minutes. So. We should. That was amazing. Sweet gas pipe. It was a sweet gas pipe. That, that was seventy-five dollars with a gas that, pipe. That, that works out though, because on the way here, yeah, that's what we were. Could you imagine what they? Oh my the, god! The onlooker who is somewhat privy to motorcycles right. would have thought if he saw our at group, the, our group, yes. yeah, our group going down the road, we were a <laughs> fucked up. Group. We were like, okay, we got a KLR six fifty straight from Iraq. Four more different motorcycles. There could not be right a vintage Harley Davidson, right? A brand new automatic transmission Italian motorcycle sport bike, and a GS four fifty. What bike are you talking about there? His, uh, his mana. Yeah, mana. His mana. I love it. Yeah. Mana. I love like, that. Like, going down the road, we had the weirdest group of, <laughs> like, there was, these bikes shouldn't even be hanging out next <laughs> to each nah. other. Yeah. Well, it was United Colors of yeah. Bikerton. It's all right. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Like the United Nations. It was the United Nations of Motorcycles. We had American, Japanese, Italian, <laughs> other Japanese. Yeah. The yeah. mana, the mana, though. How do you, yeah. how do you feel about it? He loves it. That's his bike. Yeah. You yeah. have a mana, too. Touring? I love it. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, I drive the hell out of that man. It's automatic. It's an automatic transmission. So it is touring. Yeah, yeah. automatic it's, transmission. I will happen. definitely say it's a proper sport touring motorcycle. Because <clears throat> it goes fast and corners so good. I mean, it really does. It does. I got off my Mana the other day and had to jump on a customer's VT1100 Shadow and nearly crashed it on the first turn. Because I leaned the bike into the... It was a VT1100C... So I leaned the bike into the corner like I had just done on my way to work and then realized that's not meant to do that. And then my back end was trying to pass the front end. 
actually had to deal with the transmission. Oh, my. No, I had to deal with that stunning loss of traction on the back end. Yeah. My thumbs were going crazy today because I was riding my, my BMW. <laughs> I'm the horror. And, and you're stabbing buttons that yeah, don't exist. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I put my mana in GT mode and just let it do all the work. I very rarely ever use the buttons unless I'm like, you know, going to try to have some fun. But most of the time, I just like grip it and rip it. And there's nothing better for getting past the slow person on Lake Road than the mana. Jesus Christ, when you crack the throttle on that thing, you do feel like you're in the Millennium Falcon. That bike gets smoother and smoother. Every mile, it gets smoother. It's a very good motorcycle. And as much as I hated them in 2009 and just thought what a bad idea for a motorcycle it was, apparently, six years later, I figured it out. (laughs) So I figured out why that bike is good. And it's really good. And it is so good. All, All right, I just shut need... the show down. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna shut this one down. The next time you hear us, it will be after Halloween, or maybe we'll do a Halloween pod or like a Friday night before Halloween. Yeah, we well, should do that next Friday. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do that. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, well, brilliant. What a concept. we should all wear costumes. Brilliant. No, we should not wear costumes. <laughs> we should dress as cold bikers. Yeah. Because we'll have that shit nailed down. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right, so on that, guys, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about it. Leave us a review because nobody's left us a review in a very long time. We can't have 6,000 downloads in that period of time and not get a review. I know. What you guys hell? are fucking up, man. How many subscribers if, you have? If you've left a review... We get like 6,000 downloads a month. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. If you have left us a review in the past, you should leave us another review. God damn it. For comparative analysis. Fuckers. Right. 6,000 subscribers. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of of people sitting around listening to us jaw jack for an hour and a half. All right. So on that, guys, remember, drive fast and take chances. Hit it, Mecklefresh. Bum 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 b